Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. We have an epic interview for you this week with the guys from Mephisto Genetics. These guys specialize in the best auto-flowering cannabis genetics in the world, man. They've been around for about a decade, and this is the first time they've ever been on anybody's podcast. So it was a massive pleasure to get them on the show. We had a good laugh. We had loads of banter, learned loads of different things, and just had a good time with our friends from Mephisto. So I suggest you roll yourself a fat one, get super high, and enjoy this interview where you can learn all about how these guys make their genetics, why they started the company, and all that kind of stuff, man. It's a real cool interview, and we massively enjoyed having Mitch and Tim here on the show. So as I said, get super high and enjoy this interview, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how's it going, man? Hi, <laughs> uh, how's it going? It's good. Is it Mitch and Tim, right? Yeah, that's correct. Nice, nice. Uh, first off, thank you very much for joining us, man. We're here. This is the first time you've done any kind of interview on a podcast, right? Uh, totally, yeah. yeah we're much, podcast yeah. virgins. Wow. That's shocking, man. I'm surprised not many, uh, nobody else has reached out to you before and been like, yeah, come on the show and talk about it. Oh, people have. We've just been a bit uh, shy in that regard. All right. Well, we are extra privileged then. Thanks for coming to join us, man. No problem. No problem. I'll quickly introduce myself. I am Mackie. I am from the UK, the motherland. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and we, we also have Monkey. Monkey, you want to say hi? Hey, guys. Monkey down here in the Southeast United States near the Gulf of Mexico. I hope you guys are doing good today. Hey, Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. good, man. Sweet. And uh, we, we have Mitch and Tim. Mitch, do you want to say hello and introduce yourself first? Yeah, hey, I'm Mitch. Um, yeah, we're both co-founders of Mephisto Genetics. Um, that's so very cool, man. My partner Tim, and that's that. This is us. Yes, nice. Tim. You want to say hello? You want to introduce stuff too, Tim? Hey, bud. Uh, yeah, I'm Tim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, yeah. Me and Mitch have been uh, buddies for a long time, and uh, yeah, just uh, joint growers and lovers of auto flowers. Really, that's epic, man. So you guys are no longer in the UK, right? You're in Barcelona now. Yeah, yeah, we've been here for ten years, really. Yeah, it's wow. been a, been a long, long time. I mean, we when we really wanted to start doing it on a more professional level, we we wanted to move away from the UK because uh, the laws, obviously, in the UK were oh, and, 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 still, and still are. <laughs> and still are really, really bad. I mean, yeah. So to do what we wanted to kind of do with any kind of peace of mind, then yeah, we just had to had to leave. I mean. The last city we were in, there was like helicopters going around every night, and you know it's not good for your for your mental well being. I don't mm -hmm. think. No, yeah. So yeah, we we packed our bags, moved to Spain. Uh, we didn't move to Spain with much money, uh, but we had a we had a, a green dream, let's say. So nice. that was that was enough to keep us going. So we knew we uh, we really liked autos, and uh, we wanted to keep working with them and make them better. But to do that and have the experimental side of it you really needed quite a large space mm. so it was, it was a really big reason for for going yeah, to space, space we had a space privacy better laws like, i mean everything just kind of aligned for it being a better place to be and yeah. also not so far away from home if if ever we needed to come back mm -hmm. we haven't so yeah <laughs> have you not been back at all for 10 years i mean we, we go to visit, yeah we go right. to visit like friends and family and whatnot but um, right right yeah, we. I don't think either of us have ever really entertained the idea of moving back there. Mm, no, no, you shouldn't, mate. Don't ever think about it. It's just crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're heading in the right direction by going further south, definitely. <laughs> well, more sun, cheaper cost of living. Like, mm. yeah. Well, me and Monkey, we was over in Barcelona for Spanavis. Yes, we were recently, uh, just a couple of months ago, man. It was beautiful. God yeah, damn, we were, there. we were there too. Yeah, so, for some reason as well, like. I don't know. Again, like the stars seem to align weather-wise. That generally, Spanish seems to have like the first like warm, nicest day of the year. So 
But I left here in the UK and there was like a foot of snow everywhere. I didn't even think oh, I was going to be able to get there because I didn't know if the trains were running to get from where I am to the airport to fly out, you know. But I got there and then flew out and I was dressed up all warm, you know, woolly hats and shit. <laughs> and then I get there and it, it was like 25 degrees or something over in Barcelona. It was beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah no, wow. great, great, great festival. Mm-hmm. So with autos, because I remember way back in the day, I've been growing for like 12, 13 years now. And when I first started growing, this is when autos were just starting out and they were dreadful. You know, the, the genetics weren't good. <laughs> they grew, some would be small, some would be massive and stretchy. Maybe that was partly down to my lack of experience as well. So, you know, it's two different sides. But then I came across Mephisto Genetics, and I don't know if you remember it because it was a long time ago. You might do. But I grew uh, the Illuminato, is what it was called, Sour Crinkle. Illuminato 21 Sour Crinkle. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've done a fair amount of Illuminato since. But, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely feel you. I mean, I think... That Sour Crinkle was the shit, man. And I was like, oh, my God, autos are not so bad after all. Yeah, yeah. that was that was mm. one of our, our best best ones to for my mind uh, uh, as the the actual photo period crossed because uh, I really enjoyed the Canadian crinkle when we when we got that as a cutting from somebody right it's like wow this is this is truly an amazing one to work with so yeah and and when you bring something out to auto I mean it takes a lot of generations to do but right. when you you've got that final thing in your hand and you're smoking it you're like oh yeah winner mm -hmm. this is a great one and it's been a been a great parent strain as well that yeah. we've, we've used in a lot of crosses well, we've done some more aluminum with it that might come out soon but yeah i mean just going back to what you were saying i think when we started well when i first started growing autos it might have been like 15 years ago and back right. then it was, you had a literally four options or five options it was like low rider low rider two i think there was like a New York City Diesel, maybe a Hindu. I think a Hindu Kush was the first I ever grew. Um, right. And yeah, they weren't amazing, but like it was, they were amazing to grow in the sense that, um, you know, you can literally look in your grow room every day and see progress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think when you get, when you get used to growing autos, then if you go back to growing photo periods, it just feels like nothing's happening kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, but I guess another good thing as well, like because the cycle times are shorter, like you can progress the breeding pretty quickly. Like, right. so I think, like I say, they've definitely come on a long way in a short amount of time. So what was it that made you start uh, breeding autos? You started growing them and was just like, oh, this is the future. I want to head in this direction. What was the what made you decide to take that route? Uh, well, the very, very first time, I mean, it was just a little bit of internet research and watching videos and wanting to get your own smoke, really, more mm -hmm. than anything. And uh, Mitch made a really cool cabinet with a little CFL in it. Like <laughs> speaker. Yeah, we were living in, basically like we were living in like a student house, so we needed to have some kind of little stealth thing that people wouldn't like notice. So yeah, because they were small, it was like great to to kind of just experiment with that. And then I think they just became fun, and then. Also, it came down to us like, oh, well, oh, but I guess back then as well, like feminized seeds weren't so popular. So you could buy mm. all the autos as, as regular versions. Mm -hmm. uh, like, well, instead of keep on having to buy seeds, let's I'll just try making some and, and see what happens. Um, and uh, then it went from there. Well, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was living in the room above. So once I'd seen his, I was like, well, I want one now. So I started <laughs> my cover out. And then he was like, well, he's got two lights. So then he upgraded his to a better light. And then I upgraded mine to a tent. And I was always doing photo periods. He was always doing auto flowers. And uh, for me at that time, they, they just weren't good enough. And we were like, well, how mm -hmm. do we make is better how do we how do we make these like a photo period yeah so, it was like great you've like pulled off an amazing yield but like i don't want to smoke it like yeah uh, no, bring, bring me I... something bring me something that i can smoke and i'm going to enjoy uh so like i don't know it's like it was healthy competition and mm -hmm. i think to this day we still have a little bit like it's healthy competition like not trying to like one up each other in a bad way but it you know it um <laughs> It encourages progress with yeah. whatever I'm doing. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. He laid down that gauntlet, and I was like, okay, right, I'll 
let's figure it out and see what we can't do. It's funny you say that because I, I had uh, I don't even know what strain it was. It wasn't from you guys. It was some maybe it was a Seedsman Auto. I can't even remember. It was Black Cherry or something like this. Oh, man, I wish I remembered the name. And I grew it in DWC, and these things grew fucking huge, man. And it was only like 10, 12 weeks for the whole grow, but they were massive. Must have got four or five ounce off each one of them. Massive plants, big bushy plants, but the weed was just dreadful. And it was yeah. like, I had plenty of it, but I just didn't want to fucking smoke it. Yeah, like, what do you, what you do with it? And I guess that's, I think that's something we've stuck to quite a lot because, I don't know, may, maybe there's other offerings out there where different companies focus on different things, but for, for us always, it's been like quality over quantity like and it shows man you guys have got an epic reputation with the cannabis growers you know in the community that your autos are always highly respected oh thank you thank you well i mean we we do stick to our our ethos of the way we do things because i love photo periods as well as autos but the Mm -hmm. whole thing is can we make this photo period into an auto that's the whole Mm -hmm. purpose of, of the experiment that we do and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. We we always try to do quite a lot, and uh, not all of them make it uh, mm. to the catalogue. Uh, but you know that 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 way of breeding really pushes us because we just find it fun. Is there any history in horticulture? Uh, you know, what's the, I don't even know. It, just in horticulture, did you do any growing or any kind of growing science before you started doing cannabis, or was it just like a hobby no, thing so that I moved mean... into this? Yeah, so I think like we've both obviously had an interest in horticulture, but um, no, like we're not trained in that mm. regard. Like, nothing, I, nothing more so than granddad's allotment. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and and being around people in the in the gardening community, it's it's. Uh... Um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely self-taught just through. I think that's the thing when you get into a hobby and you can just spend hours a day reading about it and mm-hmm. then putting it into practice, then. Yeah, yeah that that old ten thousand hour rule, isn't it? Yeah, I was just about to say like ten thousand <laughs> hours, or however many hours, you know, throw room hours later, then you know we're. I'd like to say that you know we're pretty confident in doing what we do. Yeah. So, what was the first auto strain you guys made? Can you remember? Um, it was one for sale, or before that. Yeah. Really. Well, like, what's the very beginning, man? Where did you start? Where? At what point was it like, man? We can really make a company out of this. Uh, it was before we even made a company because it takes about a year to make a strain. Right. Well, two years to make two, a strain. If yeah, you keep reading years, it from, yeah. Yeah, from, from scratch. projects, yeah. Um, but I think like like I was saying earlier through just having like autos like as regulars that were available, like mm. then I started like to refine certain lines and then, yeah, there's, there's definitely value in like auto to auto. Like you can work lines and, and, definitely improve on the product that you started with the short answer is i smoked a spliff and it was banging <laughs> it's the best test it's the best, you can't go wrong you know what i mean like yeah this is the shit we got we need this again yeah, yeah. but for mephisto the first strain i think we in the first years yeah the first years we were kind of when we were limited by space and what i had in england like I, we brought some projects over to spain where i'd made like the f1 cross or whatever and then it was just taking the time to to work them, but yeah. So I think we've opened, we started Mephisto with like four strains: uh, twenty four carat, chem dog in, hubba bubba smellescope. Wow. I don't know. It might have been tooth decay. I'm yeah, sure. I think so. Oh think man, so. tooth decay! Shit, I forgot yeah. all about that strain. Damn. Still one of my favorites. Still one mm. of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they were the originals, and then. Then basically, then when we had those as then parents as part of our catalog to then expand the catalog as using them as the as the autoflower parents, then it just kind of escalated from there, really. But um, yeah, the timing was right. We now had a better, or much larger breeding facility. We had indoor, we had outdoor. It was yeah, a good time. And also, you know, our that kind of livelihood and like survival kind of depended on us just mm-hmm. putting the work in because otherwise, yeah, we keep the lights on. <laughs> Yeah, we would yeah, have them go. lights are expensive now as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. So, uh, we got a question here from Chilby. It says, what, What's your favorite Mephisto strain? His is Sour Stomper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great one. Yeah, uh, it's it's really hard because there's so many. Mm. So, I'm probably going to have to pick a few here. Hubba Bubba Smelloscope is one of my early favorites. Great name as well, man. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's kind of like you have, well, you know, you can have a strain for every occasion, but to us, I think that's a, because we put that time in of like getting to know the plants and whatever, it's kind of, it's like picking between your children. Like, <laughs> yeah. it really is. Maybe there's a favorite, but like, you know, then you feel bad and it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, because uh, we were there throughout the creation, you know, you, you've got so many. I mean, the 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 strawberry nuggets was, was just so fantastic to smoke that first first joint and go, wow, it's, it tastes exactly like strawberries. It, it worked. It was, mm. it's, mm-hmm. That's exactly what the project meant yeah. to be. Well, and, I think, yeah, I definitely think certain strains that have like taste or some things that you can just put your your finger on it i mean yeah the hubba bubba smell scope like when you actually have a strain that smells like bubblegum and tastes like bubblegum it's it's crazy but like it's mm-hmm. crazy that happens in nature but it's uh it's fantastic yeah we also like variety as well because you, you, you eat a bunch of apples you're soon going to get sick of apples aren't you so yeah we always mm-hmm. like to have a, a big full range in the catalog because people get bored really easily yeah. i think mm-hmm. in my mind like basically what we've tried to do is kind of complete i mean I like to think of it more as like a body of work that's ever growing and you know you're trying to just make the best out of everything and yeah see if you can like for us to have like a well-rounded catalog like you know certain people might not like certain strains or they might not further uh, favor certain ones but hopefully there should be something for everyone mm-hmm. amongst that catalog let's say now how many how many different strains do you have now Oh, I got. <laughs> I have to check the sheet. <laughs> there's been a well. We've. I mean, if you talk been about artisanals, yeah. Uh, well, we've we've that's like more. Thing. I'd say there's Over more than years. 25 strains that we've worked from scratch, from like photo period to auto. Obviously, there's been numerous. I mean, if then you're thinking about limited editions or Illuminatos, which are crosses between our own catalog, then there's probably another hundred on top of that. Wow. Maybe. Um, and like now, like we've kind of we've not had so many releases the past couple of years for a number of reasons. Um, like we moved facility, we had a lot of issues with COVID and getting to the the growth facility. Said COVID, everybody, smoke, smoke, doing it. Yeah, it's like a swear word we have. It's uh, it's a swear drive. If you say COVID, it's all good. You can say as many times as you like. It's just the listeners have to smoke when anybody says the c word. No, call it COVID, man. Make them smoke. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but for example, like yeah, it's um, we did have this nice thing going where we're kind of just on a roll doing like four to six new strains a year. Then we kind of had the the C word, which kind of interrupted things. So we had a lot of things like started and part finished. And then we did another massive run of like, you know, experimental crosses and stuff. But now I think actually in the works that we're going to bring out, I think between maybe now and this time next year, we've got something like 17, 17 new strains that are going to cool. be. In the market. Wow. So we've been hard at work. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> There's so many strains as well. And as I say, you, you, Strange, always quality, man. That Lumen Auto Twenty One, but for me to still remember it after this amount of time, it, <laughs> you know. And I've grown a lot of lot of fucking different strains since then from a lot of different breeders. But that Lumen Auto, the Sour Crinkle, man, Mm-mm-mm. that's something special. That was. I still remember it now. Beautiful weed. Yeah, it's still around. With it's still in our catalog now. As you a, still have it. I thought, man, I thought it was yeah, uh, gone close. a long time ago. So that's it, basically. Like some Lumen Autos, then more like experimental like kind of testers and then the ones that we get the best feedback from those or that we personally like want to continue on mm-hmm. we now have a different like section in our catalog that it's in the reservers so but we have to take it out because it's an f1 and then we'll work it to f3 f4 before we put it back in for sale right right so we'll stabilize yeah. it because as an f1 yeah. you're getting something that's really 50 50 to and quite an easy cross uh, but if you want to keep it and you you want to, once it's gone, it's gone, or you either breed it out and you 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 then just stabilize over time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, then, yeah. So, if you want it, it's still there, or it's, you know. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. A more which version of it? Which version? You got different versions of it now. Well, it's just the take taking it to. Uh, yeah, it's the reserve version. But, um, all right, all right. well, write us something afterwards and we'll hook you up. Don't yeah, we? sweet, man. Sweet. But um, I was going to ask there, you, could you say you reverse from photo period into auto? What's mm-hmm. the process with that? Do you do you work with auto flowering strains or do you work specifically with a ruderalis and just keep crossing until you get something you like? No, so that's kind of a bit of a like misconception is that people are like, oh, you, you need to cross with a ruderalis, but like 
no, that'd be like uh, terrible. Yeah, I mean, you'd be <laughs> you'd be undoing like twenty generations or more of work that everyone right. else has already done. Mm-hmm. Like, um, say you want to make a new car, you don't try and get hold of like a Model T to then engineer a new car. You start with, you know, what's been learned and what's been developed right, recently. Right. So, mm-hmm. Uh, no, because I mean, basically, all, all we want to do really with the photo periods and the auto parents. Sometimes you want to pass traits on the auto parent if it's if it's great. Sometimes you just want to pass the the auto flower trait on, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So you just deal with an auto flower then. Yeah. Is there a specific strain you prefer to work with? Like, is there a? No, I think it's like it depends on what the photo period strain is. So, say right. if it's you, really you want to find something that's complementary to the strain you're looking to, then turn auto. Right. So if you're working on like something OG, then you probably want to look to something in our catalog that already has that kind of heritage in it to like keep it more like truer breeding. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the, it goes another way as well. If you know you can't match something properly, sometimes you go back to knowing that uh, there's a, a good parent that you've used before that is very neutral and mm. you get to get uh, yeah, what I mean, you want as it's well. It's just for experience, you know, like some strains really like dominate whatever it's crossed into, other strains not, they're more submissive and just, you just pass on the auto trait and then, yeah. It, it just, it depends what the what the aim of the project is basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It must be a fucking, well, I would say an awesome hobby, but you've taken it from being a hobby up to being um, your profession, you know, this is your job now. Yeah, I mean like for... Us having a brand to me doing that breeding work and like seeing that like conversion take place, that's still like the funnest part. Like being sincere, like that's the that's mm-hmm. the most fun that we have out of like any of this. That's sweet, man. So you have like a farm in Barcelona or something, do you? Uh, we started with a farm, a, a really lovely farm in the middle of nowhere. It was actually in the <laughs> in the in the in the woods, uh, nothing around us for miles and miles. Uh, it was great. But it was it it's massive and we're only two people. It took all our all our days work just to keep keep the upkeep of the place. And it was mm-hmm. great starting the company because we had room to do everything from the projects uh to getting the 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 seeds uh reversed and ready for sale. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it all from from that one place. But then the company got bigger than we were and we we started needing help outside. So that's when we had to start going to to other people within the country of like uh, America, we had to start to start going yeah. there to like basically we used to do everything under one roof, under that roof in the original farm. Um mm-hmm. so every seed that went out, and you know, I would drive down to the post office and our little four by four every day to send like five orders out or wow. Man, it must uh, be so cool to look back on on them early days when it's just it's crazy. yeah, I mean, like I think sometimes we like, yeah, we definitely look look at it with some like rose tinted glasses though like, mm. i think tim especially like romanticizes the farm days and i just think nah, man, like, <laughs> are you fucking mental <laughs> yeah, no internet we had to drive for like an hour to get anywhere you know it was just like it was hard you know yeah, what i mean like mm-hmm. hell from yeah. from coming like you know from being essentially like city boys coming from like where everything's easy and like you know within walking distance to them mm-hmm. complete like you know yeah, pressing change eating. of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, no eating if it wanted to be warm that night. It's like chop wood, go out and chop wood, fill a wheelbarrow of wood. And damn. Um, but what city are you guys from in the UK? Uh, can, can you say? Yeah, just say Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, it's uh, so, you know, yeah, plenty yeah, of stuff around you. Easy to get everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coming to a city and going to to the countryside was a bit of a was a bit of shock. Yeah. Really. Uh, so yeah, we were, it, it was great. I mean, we had we had loads of animals there. We were living off the land. It was great. It was great fun. I mean, I loved it. But yeah, it was difficult. Well, when, when yeah. the well no. pump went, no, here it goes romanticizing again. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely some tears at times. But yeah, no, it yeah. was. It was great. But then mm. yeah, unfortunately, it got just too big for us to manage because the company was growing. So we bought a, a another house. So we we said we we still have to create the genetics. That's what we have to do. We we found good growers who work just directly with us uh, for reproducing the seeds in in the United States and uh, and Canada also. 
Uh, and they just work with us. They don't work with any other seed company. They're, they're members of staff for us. We, we keep in constant contact. We go over to them and uh, go to their farms, which is great. Another world in the US for that. But mm. uh, we still have to do the creation. So we still have our house and it's just for creating now. It's a lot more easier to run. I mean, when you were doing, uh, what well, I think we had, what, 15 or 16 big tents in there and, you know, it's, it's not alien soil constantly. It was more like factory work. Yeah. And, and it was mm. trying to do breeding, reproduction, running, live there, like, running the company, having yeah. the website. It, it, it got a bit too much. So we had to, we had to sort of dangle, but we still needed to do the, the creation because it, it's still our most fun bit for us, really. Have you had any crop failures, like strains, which, didn't turn out the way you wanted them to. So you just dropped it and moved on to a new one. Yeah, it happens. Like sometimes, like say we start with the first period that we like, we might actually like make two or three crosses uh, from different auto parents and then grow those out and just see what the progeny is like. And, and you know, if, if it doesn't meet our standard or if it looks like fucky from the start, then... I think what we've learned is, you know, no there's you can have something hyped a lot and until you've got it in your hand, hmm. you never really know if it's good or not but until that time you've got to spend three months just in the the unknown somebody can big it up as much as they want or they can give mm -hmm. you a description but it's so difficult to to do that uh oh so yeah you've just got to grow it and yeah. sometimes yeah sometimes we we do strains and you get the end product and you just go yeah it's not it's yeah not if it does the mere standard and then yeah if i if i don't enjoy it then other people won't enjoy it mm -hmm. so then it just goes yeah. onto the onto the pile yeah or other random things sometimes like i think it's only really been with one strain but like great crinkle it's notoriously difficult to um it like you can reverse it and you can make pollen but the pollen never like it's not very fertile pollen for some reason it's very it's right. very weird mm, that's um, why it was taken out of pack catalogs <laughs> doing big runs of it it was like oh we've got <laughs> you know 55 seeds it's like oh great okay what we're we gonna do with that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah great strain but it, it made great parent strains yeah. so that's why that got removed and sometimes yeah. we just use but i think like we learned a long time ago like either in your head or on paper like something might look amazing but until you actually you know the proof's in the pudding and mm -hmm. um until you've got that final product in your hand and everything's working correctly then yeah yeah monkey has uh, recently started doing some breeding monkey just playing with reversing oh. some some things and, and uh and you know nothing serious yet i have mm -hmm. to learn the technique before i go anywhere with it mm -hmm. yeah good yep it was fun though a lot of fun you know different than i've ever done awesome okay. yeah uh, what are you using to reverse with well uh sts uh, i tried the uh colloidal silver and that was just too much work and so now the homemade sts is is my go-to okay yeah i mean that's what we use so yeah cool cool so how often do you do, what makes you want to start a new strain? You know, do you just have it on schedule? Like we'll try and do four to six a year or is it like, oh, that strain looks good. I'm going to try and make a new Illuminato 56 out of this one. <laughs> well, the auto photo breeding uh, is always going to be uh, looking for what photo periods come out on the market and, buying them or trying to procure a cutting of them and then starting the projects off. Like I say, once you start the projects off, then you've got to then breed it out three more times to mm. get it yeah. where it's auto-flowered. I, I think the thing is with autos and the way we do it, because it is this two-year process, um, you know, we can never be like at the forefront of like the hype train, if that makes sense. So essentially we just... Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can sort through sort the sort of wheat from the chaff and see what's actually good. But like, I mean, just a bit of advice, but like if there's say something really hype that comes out and it's a photo period and everyone loves it, and then three months later you see like an auto with that same name, right. it's mm -hmm. it's not gonna be that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's, 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 it's mean. impossible. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Um mm -hmm. so yeah, I think we just concentrate on quality and like yeah, if some things are hyped or not, well, yeah, we put them to the test and see if they are actually good. If they are good enough, then we'll continue it and it'll it'll find its way into our catalog eventually. Um, I mean, there's been certain growers who uh, breeders who we just absolutely love, like Bog. You know, he he's just been. Uh, I mean, all right, uh, like who who Bog Bog, Bog Bushy Bushy old old grower. grower. I don't know that one. I haven't heard that. 
Hmm. Uh, he's he's been around for a, a long old time. He's a an old guy. I don't think he's around with us anymore. Suddenly, I think his That's son is actually taking over his business and uh, taking bringing some seeds from his collection and, and breeding them out. So yeah. we might see some bog seeds uh, on the market again soon. But we've yeah, but we have affinities like or like you know we have a like for certain certain breeders that we could definitely shout out and say like that they do solid work like, yeah uh, i mean like karma, karma genetics yeah karma uh, genetics fantastic breeder he's he's got some of the best best indica strain I, i'm a big indica lover and he's got some really really great indica strains as well really hard hitters and and i absolutely love that so that's i mean our bear og came came from him he came over to our farm and he gave us the cutting which is really great because he cool. knows where coming from from the guy so that's why mm-hmm. we try our best to try and work breeders as much as possible i mean we've also worked with with jaime from resin seeds with the the canatonic which we we call that as the can of cheese so that's that's our version of his canatonic but again we got that from his mother plant that he won his awards from so we're super ah. happy to, to to get that from him as well but it's so good when you can have those happen because it, it just takes all the guesswork out it takes about three mm-hmm. months of work out of it and out of your head and you can just get on with the project yeah yeah, that must be cool, man. Receiving a cutting off an award-winning plant from the person who grew it themselves. That that must be the shit. Sweet, yeah. Man. <laughs> with, with cuttings as well, because you guys specialize in autos. How do you uh, keep a line going for so long? Because you can't have a mother auto plant, or can you have a mother auto plant? No, no. Once we've got the photo plant, we put the auto flower pollen on it. And once it's given us the, the start of the project seeds, we're kind of done with the photo period at that point, and it just goes in the bin. Oh, of we've got we've got it locked in in, in seed form mm-hmm. uh, sometimes if, if it's really great and we mention it to friends they'll probably want some cuttings of it and we'll we'll pass it on to them to keep to keep the strength yeah i mean sometimes yeah i mean there's yeah it's, it's not possible right now as far as we know to you know you know to keep a mother auto but it's just in seeds mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah and any any photo periods really like sometimes you need to rely on the clone fairy sometimes you need to be the clone fairy and yeah unfortunately you can't just keep every every photo period or else we just have a, a house full of photo period. Yeah, no you just got all these plants like you mislabel them and shit oh, you know yeah well, <laughs> well, but, uh, but yeah some people do i mean actually like um speaking of an upcoming project um we're we were lucky to meet um the guys from super cvc club cool um, yeah. so they were one of the, like one of the early early seed banks in yeah like, man for sure in, like late 80s early 90s kind of thing uh and we befriended them they're like super super nice like family family run company kind of that's what we like to think of our company yeah, as really yeah. like nice it's great to hear his um, stories from from the netherlands in the 80s and 70s and 80s of uh him starting yeah. his companies and uh yeah i mean this is a guy who has been working with like neville uh some of these yeah. amazing people from the past and yeah i mean he had a a strain and <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we've had this going since 1983 i was like i was born in wow 19- yeah so we've just we've just finished an auto project with that it was it's called the old school haze and they've literally yeah for over 35 years i think just kept growing and cloning and mm. keeping the strain alive basically so yeah we were lucky enough to get one of those it was it was uh it was a real good good project to do really big Big high yielding plan, but a, a long time, especially the photo period. It was a, it was a good 12, 12 weeks, if not more. No, but they, it's, they like, it's like a crazy, faster. like it's a proper sativa, like it's like a tropical sativa. If it's right, it operates inside a very slim window, and if it's outside of that window at any point, like it adds like three weeks or a month. Uh, but you know, if you dial it in and get the sweet spot, then you get like some of the most like magical weed. And like massive yields and it's it's phenomenal but uh so yeah the last few years we've spent working that to to create a few water flowering versions of it um and yeah later this year we should we should have them and we've uh we've, we've recently gave some of the uh the bud to to carol himself the uh the original guy and he he gave us the thumbs up so nice. the other player got the got the thumbs up and said it was it was very much like the original so i was i was very pleased with that sweet so, man did you guys knew because you strictly just do autos, right? Have you ever thought about branching into selling photo period seeds as well? Yeah, we have had people ask, and they were like, you know, oh, we'd love to get hands on Mephisto photos, but 
it's basically we've just got enough on our plate. We've got such mm. a full plate just doing the work that we need to do with mm -hmm. auto. That, mm -hmm. Um, I, we just really can't entertain that idea. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think it works well. You're just doing the autos. You know, it's a it's a nice little yeah, thing yeah. to, well, to I mean, have, man. Back, back in the day, you could say it was like a niche, but I mean, mm. it's obviously. You know, the market's grown a lot since then. They're getting more popular. They're getting better. But it's still our niche and it's what we know. Um, and, yeah, when it just comes down to work, time, space, like, I don't think it would really pay dividends for us to, to mm. start putting photos out. No, I mean, it's a, different, it's a different way of breeding with photo periods than it is with, mm. with auto flowers. Uh, so it, it's it's changing your whole way of doing something. And you, you, your setup is usually in tuned for for that way that you do something. So then to go to a photo period way of doing something, then you have to kind of change your entire setup sometimes. So uh, yeah, so we just kind of stick to to what we know and, and we enjoy doing the the auto flowers. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we'll be doing photo periods. Yeah, man. And it works, you know, you, you guys got epic strains, man. Always highly rated strains as well. <laughs> Thank you. So when you do your growing, are you growing in soil? Yeah, we keep everything organic. That's how we've always done it. Usually, nice. uh, with biobiz soil, biobiz uh, organic nutrients. That's just how we've always made it. It's the for making seeds. It's always the best way. Right. Uh, you, you you can't really go wrong because uh, with organic growing, you're not really feeding the plant. You're feeding the soil. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not what it needs to. But if you mm -hmm. if you're going, you know, the route of uh, uh, it depends. Like, hydro. It just depends. Yeah, if you if you want to do hydro either for like cleanliness or ease of grow or um, you know trying to max out your yields or whatever, but that's not really yeah. Yeah, there's there's no wrong way. There's no wrong. No, way. you it's just, just mm -hmm. find the way to suit you. And yeah, we say the exact same thing, man. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just as long as you're doing it and it works, it's all good. Yeah. Just do it. Absolutely. Do it your way. That's it, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Did you do any CBD? Because CBD has been rising in popularity massively. Yeah, that, well, that was the kind of cheese that we did of, of high May strain. So that was a one-to-one -one strain. So, you know, right. uh, THC, CBD, uh, I mean, the, the percentage of what you get will depend on the on the grower. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that one-to-one -one stays quite quite nicely uh, within the genetics. So that that was that was a really great one to do. We've just done a uh, another CBD one. And uh, yeah, that's that's the newest one on the market. And that's a much higher ratio of CBD. I see. You must you must be very busy all the time, man. Because you yeah. run this whole business by yourself, just the two of you, right? No, no, we're a big team now. Okay, uh, cool. We did start off just the two of us, mm -hmm. uh, but that was some years ago, uh, and then we've we've slowly added to. Yeah, I mean, we're still we're not huge. I think we still would still be clustered. A small business and like i say it's very much like it feels like a family whenever we have like our little team meetings on zoom and you know people are in different places like i think there's people in five countries for us doing, doing things um yeah we're really lucky to have a great team around us uh who, who really share the same interests of uh of making mephisto great and uh and, and just get getting our name out there and uh and doing a great job uh, so we can concentrate on the genetics, really. So we're very fortunate. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. In in the beginning, for quite a long time, it was, yeah, very much like a two-man band. Like, we were doing everything, like, you know, learning how to do a website at the same time, going down to the grow room, like I said before, going to the post office. It was, yeah. Mm. Um, slowly by slowly, we've had but, a yeah, but then, a And it was hard, hard to give up that control at first, I think. you like, but then, you know, you trust people, you find good people. Mm. Um just to spread the load of of all the tasks like there's yeah an unbelievable amount of like planning and yeah yep. stan's been with us since the start brad's been with us since the start and uh, yeah but well, i think yeah so now we're about yeah. about 12 13 people that are like full-time essentially for us and then the extras on top but um so yeah, you just do the breeding thing now you stay at home and make seeds we just, just uh, well, we we oversee. We wish. We wish. <laughs> this is like our what fifth meeting of the day or something. But All right. I won't. No, I won't call this a meeting. This is actually quite fun. Uh, cool, cool. That's how we like to be. You know, just a stoner conversation between friends. That's how we like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, making the genetics and then just really overseeing everybody, 
Yeah, uh, managing the, the, managing the website, yeah. and you know, I think uh, uh, over the the COVID time, smoke people smoke. Fire up that mighty! I'm gonna get the pipe. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm getting the pipe for this one. Yeah, so yeah, during during those COVID times, up oh, did it again. But uh, oh, it can't hit the pipe <laughs> twice. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Bag we, up uh, we, we really <laughs> looked into doing the website and that was our biggest deal because what, what we had before was an absolute dumpster fire of a website so we really pushed to get a, a really modern looking website that worked really well so it could give well i think well i, I mean i think during the c c word times um like but don't be so afraid to say it all right <laughs> during COVID times like for us like yeah like out of nowhere really like sales probably like more than quadruple like really cool time. So, but then it was the crazy because suddenly like yeah it's like oh no we've got this crazy demand now um and the postman isn't working well like our growth had just been pretty like steady and easy and it was good it was always in a positive direction but mm. like there was no major like thing where it blew up overnight but then that's what happened um then that caused a lot of other things to blow up that we weren't prepared for. Like, yeah, having a website that was horrific. Oh, it was it, uh, our own. So yeah, before good times, yeah. it was a, a horrible dumpster fire of a website that just crashed. And I think that's what led to a bit of popularity for us as well, because we had a great product and mm. people wanted to buy it. But then but we had couldn't. to, <laughs> but they couldn't because our website was terrible. Right, right. Because then when when people can't have it, they want it even more. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And people thought this was some sort of like, marketing. We are story. just shit. Like, in, yeah, when, <laughs> no, marketing genius. We're good. But when it comes to like everything else, like that's all stuff we've had to learn. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there was a lot of we get quite a few weird conspiracy theories now and then about like yeah yeah so like what's with the not, Illumin not Auto man? Boxes. It's just yeah, just you, sometimes you need to just take things at face value. Yeah, so what is with the name Illumin Auto? What made you pick that shit? Is that anything to do with the Illuminati? Are you affiliated with the Illuminati in any way? It, really? it, it fitted the word auto in it. <laughs> no, no, I can't tell you. Or I'll have to get Jay Z on you. Oh, <laughs> it's not so bad as long as he brings his wife. I don't uh, mind. Well, basically, it was kind of, uh, yeah, it was like we had like these crosses that, you know, we'd made at the farm just as like a little side thing, or they'd been like, one plant that was special for some way so we'd made some seeds of it but it wasn't enough to like add to the catalog as like a main thing but like we had all these little like random things we were like so we have different parts to the catalog we have the mephisto originals which were our original strains that we first made then we came with the artisanals which were also photo auto breeding project with the next level the 2.0s if you want to say then we had the golden ones which were the golden oh ticket yeah mm. limited edition f1 crosses but they were already tested and photos of them and then the illuminatos were untested yeah. auto flowers but that these, we did yeah. as a smaller batch and they would go as a, a luminato. Yeah. So I think we kind of said one day, they were like, oh, these are like little secret society. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Maybe we should know about that. And then, yeah, we just thought about, yeah. And then the, the other one was the Reserva catalog. And these are, of course, if people really like the Illuminatos or the 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 F1s that we did the as limiteds. The, the limiteds, then we then would then like breed those out and they'll go into the permanent uh, Reserva catalog. So like, uh, yeah. Nice, <laughs> man. So that was the reason for the collection. So we're actually bringing out a new collection that's just for the distributors. Uh, that So the distributors were asking us, just, can, can we make them a strain for just them? And we were like, not wow. much. And then they were so interested. They were like, okay, we'll breed you one just for you. And uh, so there's a couple of distributors that, that just wanted one just for them. So we've done it yeah. for- You should call it like the bespoke. Section, uh, we've gone with exclusives, the we're exclusive calling them Mephisto exclusives. Nice, it is exclusive for them. If you had so to choose your own strain and get Mephisto to grow it out for you, that'd be the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess you know, it's just yeah, it's just a way of doing like nice, nice cross promotions with like these distributors that 
have been good to us and I like think we're good to them and yeah uh, I mean the the seed industry is, is very small you meet a lot of people and you'll shake the same hands over and over again so right, right. It's, it's nice to do something nice for for somebody as well and especially but, yeah. in Barcelona it seems to be a lot of breeders coming out of Barcelona it's a big mecca, big hub uh, for, mm. for cannabis, uh, Barcelona. A lot of the Dutch guys are coming over to to Barcelona because we've got the associations over here. Uh, so a lot of the the Dutch guys were coming because they've they've obviously got the coffee shop knowledge mm. coming up to Barcelona and starting those here. Nice. Yeah, it's one of the problems which I found when we were in Barcelona. It's, it's not so easy to find these social clubs, what they call them. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's no advertisement more. outside. But I'm sure you've been to Amsterdam. Where yeah. it's like normal. Yeah, so the the associations, the cannabis over here are really more for the locals. There are some for the tourists in this right. center. Mm. You kind of have to just you'll find them on like weed maps or something like that. But mm. generally, the, the Catalonian associations are for the the Spanish people. You need a your your ID number, your your, your tax ID number to become a member. Right, and, and then you you're a part of a social club. So you you don't pay for cannabis. You're paying for for your membership, you you contribute you're to the donating you're to donating the to the club, yeah. and they're giving you cannabis for free. Right, so, so it's it's not about. Cause I was just assuming that this is like it's like to deter people from using cannabis, but it's not that. It's to deter the tourists from using cannabis. Yeah, so I mean, really, it came about when the smoking bad came, and and they mm. came. Well, we we like to smoke inside at tobacco, and they said, "Well, can we have?" Uh, very much similar to the old man association, the yeah, like old a, uh, like a cigar old, club, or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they they said, yeah, no problem. And then somebody said, can, can we do it for cannabis too? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So that's how Sweet. that sort of came about. That but it has like, to be a social club, sort of. Yeah, thing. but Catalonia's an outlier, is in like the rest of Spain is not like it is. Yeah, I mean, they are, but on the outskirts, it's not. It's not yeah. quite like. like I think in Barcelona, there's like three hundred associations and yeah. then if you Madrid I don't know don't don't quote me on this or take it as gospel but I think there's like five or ten or there's, there's I don't know there's there's decision, there might be a couple but it's really but, like Catalonia where it seems to yeah have just taken so, off for whatever reason so I assume you guys use cannabis like you everyday smokers yep but what happens when you come back to the UK what do you do I Talk to my mates from the UK. <laughs> but <laughs> is, the, is the weed any good compared to Barcelona weed? Well, to be quite honest, I mean, when I do go back to the UK, I don't really smoke that much. I mean, that's the great thing about cannabis. It's not like it's not like crack or <laughs> I'm not shivering in the room going, oh, I, I need to get high, man. <laughs> you know, it's 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 cannabis, it's not crack, so you just you just go and have a beer and yeah. go see your mates, and then you, you know, if you're bored watching TV, yeah, you probably want to join. Nah, I think you, the thing is, like, fun, both of us, we, because we don't spend so long back, like it's kind of, you know, we might go back for like three or four days, like yeah, you don't want to stay long, bro. Nah, you just <laughs> well, I mean, I'm there for three days. You don't see the sun, and then it's like, nah, <laughs> I'm fucking four. freezing. I'm going home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, even when you're coming in June, man, you're like, God damn, it's fucking cold here, isn't it? Yeah, it was freezing. I went back for Christmas and it was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think I've ever been. <laughs> damn, yeah, it's cold yeah, at Christmas. Anyway, time. So when we go back, we're pretty busy just, yeah, doing the rounds with family and friends and whatever. And yeah, it's, and also, you know, we live like a life just surrounded by weed and seeds and cannabis and whatever whatever it's just actually nice just have a few days off and just yeah do you keep up with what's going on here in the uk not really i mean it's it's really going in the us what what happens there because it changes so so quickly over there with state to states uh so keeping up with what's happening there i i just presume that england is illegal and still illegal yeah Um, (laughs) I i think as well we're in a bit of a funny situation is in that like um well we not to say we don't pay attention to the world or whatever, but like me personally, like I'm not paying attention to like politics here in Spain because I'm not Spanish. It doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying attention to like politics in the UK because I don't live there. So <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just do, I think we're just in our own lane, just doing what we're doing. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, man. This fucking sweet. Where's to be? Yeah, Perfect. for sure. So I is, guess is uh, there something happening in the UK that we should know about. Do you, are you in the know? Yeah, is anything changing? Uh, it's it's uh it's all right. It's the UK, isn't it? We just keep calm and carry on. That's what we do. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like we're in a good place right now, unfortunately. 
Okay. No, I mean, kind of, um, I think a few times after we've been back, we've just like, yeah. Well, you guys left 10 years ago and we've had Tory government for 12 years. <laughs> so, you know, you were two years in and you were like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, damn, it's, it's got a bit, uh, it's a bit crazy here. It's, but it's, it's not really. It's like you say, man, with the news, you, if you're watching the news, you're just going to think that everything's fucking bad. But if you don't put the news on and you just try and carry on with your life, it's still pretty nice here in the UK. Bread's more expensive, but you know, other than that, it's not so bad. It's the same old shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. Well, I think that was the thing. I think when we first moved to the farm, we didn't like literally didn't have any internet. Like eventually, we had to get like satellite internet. But like, we were actually pretty happy. I think that time, like no internet, no news. Yeah, I think knowing. we had like some <laughs> some megabytes of data on our phone that we could use, and it would like recharge like once a week. And so mm. every Thursday or something, we'd get like 250 megabytes of data. So we'd go onto the balcony, like smoke a reefer, <laughs> have a coffee, actually connect with like the world again. And then like one hour later, we'll have like rinsed that data. And it's like, okay. Oh, like, no. Back to, back, to the back to our bubble. But like my mom would call me and she'd be like, oh, do you know, did you know this had happened? I'd be like. Do you know the no, queen yeah. died? No. <laughs> no, no what is, what is a queen? What you want to? <laughs> well, no, I think. Yeah, on one hand, you have a little niggle in your head that say you should know what's going on in the world, but on the other hand, it's like you're actually way happier when you don't know. Oh, and for if, sure, for if sure. You have that theory that if anything's like important enough, it'll like it will find its way to you. If not, mm. then not that important. Yeah, if anything was important enough, you'll see the big bright flash and the mushroom cloud yeah, you see, you know? see a zombie running by your window or whatever you know what i mean be like oh cool <laughs> yeah my mother always oh, said bad some shit's happening fast. like yeah you'll probably know about it then. Mm-hmm. that's it i've got yeah. my dog i've got a joint I, i've got yeah, I, I don't need anything else you got a dog we like dogs what dogs do you have Oh, they've got the the Marley girl. She's a, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. She's, oh, cool. I mean, she's one of our stickers. If you see the dog photo, <laughs> you know, she's, I mean, we were sat there at our farm. I mean, the the long lonely nights. So you know, Mitch was doodling our animals because we had a pig and we had the dog and we had the chickens and <laughs> and uh, so that was a lot of the 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 artwork. Yeah, the farm for, friends for yeah. uh, because we owned those animals. At that uh, time. At that time, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> so what about the the name Mephisto? Where did that come up? Who, who came up with that? Uh, what was the idea there? Yeah, so, like, I used to post on the forums, like, and I just needed a handle to, like, to post on, on the forum. So uh, there was a South Park episode, and it had, it was, was it the Taco Flavor Kisses episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was Taco Flavor Kisses. We were Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, And then right at the end, he did that reveal, and he, he took the wig off J-Lo or whatever, and he was like, oh, no, I'm Mitch Connor. <laughs> I'm Mitch Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a, good, that's a good handle name, but then that stuck. So then, like, the South Park thing, and then... Actually, when we moved to to Spain, like you know, we're near a mountain. It was a creepy little path that got there. So then there was the hot the Doctor Mephisto or Mephisto in, yeah, in South Park. Yeah, yeah, the the uh, crazy mad scientist. Crazy geneticist. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, animals with four asses. With four they, asses. Yeah, yeah. So we had a strange four ass monkey. Like in oh honor man, of- cool. But yeah, that was the reason because yeah, it, it was totally. We like, felt like we were mad geneticists on top of a hill. Are doing crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. things with weed, so that's why our, our logo is like that mountain with the lightning, and yeah, oh, cool, like man bear pig, <laughs> man bear alien pig, yeah, yeah. So, we yeah, have we've got, we've to got our quite a few favorite TV uh, yeah. and films, really. That's cool, man. A lot of South Park references, then, yeah, quite a few. And then, well, I think whatever we were into at the time, yeah, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, man, you got you, my kind of guys. This is my shit. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the Tyrone, uh, that we did. Oh, uh, yeah, the crackhead Tyrone, yeah? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, so it was sour was like, crack. It was like basically <laughs> green crack crossed with sour crack. 
And the trailer park <laughs> boys, boys, obviously. I mean, the trailer park boys was a big thing for us. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, you know, you yeah. know, the big dirty. You know, it's like yes, <laughs> our big dirty. But you know, we said to ourselves, everything that they do in that, we'll just do the opposite, and then we won't get caught. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Like, do you watch trailer park boys? Or... I've just started yeah. watching it recently because yeah, oh, everybody always talks about tra- trailer park boys, and I'm yeah. like, of course we that. do. Yeah. Uh, and it's on <laughs> Netflix, so you know, it's essentially free to watch because everybody just fucking yeah. has Netflix. No, but yeah, we've so... been watching it, man. It's okay. I, I'm enjoying it. But South Park is definitely one of my favorites, like of all yeah, time. I think, well, if you've just started Trailer Park Boys from like the first season, I think you need to watch a few episodes to like get into the rhythm of it. But after that, yeah. like it, it escalates and it becomes pretty good. I think it's, it's fantastic. Probably the yeah. best thing I've ever watched. I think the early, uh, yeah, the like the when, early back when we shared that house, there was there was one day I could just like Greg lived above, uh, uh, Dylan lived above me, and I could just hear him like laughing like incessantly, and I was just like. What's he laughing at? <laughs> What's he laughing at? And then I found out, and it was just like, yeah, I started watching it. Yeah. Uh, What's, uh... That's where the inspiration for yeah, Hubba Bubba Smell Escape came from for that name, and then the Creme de la Cam that was also a Trail Park Boys and Sam Squanch as well. So yeah, yeah there's a few. Man, it's like we should do some game like guess the reference. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had this thing where also like, yeah, I guess we wanted to be a bit obscure and it probably wasn't good for like, you know, business and selling seeds. (laughs) Right, right. I don't know, but when you can get Granny Fonderfuck, I think uh, any name can go, right? (laughs) This is the thing, we don't take the other names because that's somebody else's, you know... Mm -hmm. That's their that's their name, what they call their thing. So we can't really call it that. But I know it's not a great way to market your brand. But you know, it, it it's something for us as breeders. We don't want to take other people's names for things, and no. it, it's not that anymore because we've we've read it and we've put our mark mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. We like to call, make something interesting to make it, it it new sort of thing. These days, it's absolutely impossible. Like back in the day, it was pretty easy to name a strain. You could have mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like orangey and something that was diesel and then you could make an orange diesel and you could google that and no one else had a strain yeah. that was orange yeah. diesel. Mm-hmm. now it's like you think of some ridiculous name or like a name that's kind of like you think it's unique and whatever you google it, it's like that strain exists somewhere it's like yeah virtually yeah. impossible to name a strain these days unless it's pretty like left field so yeah you have to do something it. abstract yeah. just to just so it's not copied <laughs> yeah but that's, that's been a massive change in like the yeah, the last few years. Like, yeah, there's so many strains, so many names out there already taken. So yeah. No, we're trying to get a, a, a strain named after something that we have here on the show often called <laughs> Mackie Rants. Because I uh, sometimes I get a little emotional about things. <laughs> and I, go, I go off on rants about politics and you know, fucking everything really. I can go off sometimes, lads. It's it. Well, if uh, if you cross together like Mac and Runts, then you, you know, yeah. not you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying. You know what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> so if you do that, lads, you know, feel free free to use the name. You know, <laughs> Mackie's Runts. You're not, you're not, you won't sue us for it later. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> uh, I'll just be like, that's so fucking cool. You see that? See, <laughs> and we will have all the listeners being like, yeah, we've got to get the Mackie Runts in. That'd be fucking that's it. Sweet, Everybody man. be buying the seeds from Mackie Runts. I like it. Mm. Yeah, man. Feel free, lads. Feel free. It's there to be used. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're going to start working some Mac, Mac crosses soon, so we'll see. Nice. We've got a, we've got a lot of cap to try. Uh, I think we've got three from him to, to try for our next rounds of projects. So, yeah, he's a great breeder. Sweet. Uh, How do you plan these projects, then? Are you just... Is it like on your calendar schedule? Springtime. Everything coming, needs so. to be empty. The whole house needs to be empty. So we've got about four four rooms with you know three double tents in each, and everything needs to be empty for projects starting because right. that's a big one. Because you've got to do auto flowers, and then you've got to put put your auto flower male onto a photo period female, and they they all go at a different bit of time. So it's just your timing that works a little bit differently for that. And you've got to have uh, a big space ready to be available. So that once that happens, then we start staggering them into F1. So I think the thing is as well, like we're, you know, we're seed breeders, but we're also seed collectors as well. So anything Mm. that people are interested, we'll just save up or, you know, snag a few packs here and there, of uh, you know, things that we're interested in. And then when it gets to a point in our rotations and what we're doing where we have that house that's free then we can yeah 
let let all hell loose and um right do do a good amount of projects or at least get them started all at the same time so do you have time off or is it always guns blazing or the whole time uh, i mean it doesn't really make sense for us to have too like too much downtime in the house especially like given the last few years with the the sea problems uh because uh, when you're in a flow of things, it's way easier just to mm-hmm. keep that flow going. When yeah. you start and stop and start and stop, it's not ideal for for like making progress on strains. Um, mm. But yeah, well, otherwise, yeah, if we need a holiday, then because there's us two mm. here, yeah, so yeah, we can, we can alternate as long as someone's there to to manage things. Then we can we can share the workload that way. Man, it's just so awesome to think about it. you two guys from the UK, where it's still illegal. You know, just started making some seeds at home. And over the years, you've developed this fucking epic company that makes these epic strains, man. (laughs) It's like it can be done, everybody. You know, all the UK listeners out there, it can Uh, be done, man. I think it was getting to 30 years old and I got no family ties, really. Got no kids, got no no wife. And he kind of got a thing, I'm 30. If I don't go and do an adventure now, I'm never going to go and do an adventure. Mm-hmm. So, point. Sold yeah. everything, got as much money as we could together, got everything out there to Spain. Uh, it was it was uplifting, to be quite honest, yeah. to just do that. Well, I think the thing was, like, yeah, very similar story. Like, just England wasn't just wasn't really working for us. You know what I mean? Like, in, I think we'd both tried, like, the conventional route of, like, living and working and whatever, and then actually found something just to take a punt on and, and see what happened. You know, worst case scenario, we would have just gone back home. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so what, what have we got to lose? Yeah. So I think yeah. we're just in a similar point of life and yeah, just ready to try something. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We definitely had phases where we were like, fuck this, let's go home. Like, what, what are we doing here? This is like ridiculous mm. like yeah i mean we had to spend a year of, of not earning any money and just creating everything that we were doing yeah. so really you know you you, you got your savings mm-hmm. watching it go down and down and down yeah. eating so, pot noodles to stay alive you know <laughs> um but yeah. luckily like neither of us like cried at the same time but uh, we were yeah, we <laughs> it were was like to have yeah. each other to to fall back mm-hmm. on but mm-hmm. one of them's down there's other ones there to to pick each other up so mm-hmm. i think it's really important that you know we were there each yeah. of us to you know yeah. mock in well, i'd say like yeah it's definitely it's been rewarding but at the same time it's not been easy um mm. And it's still not easy to this and day. The things that are the most rewarding are never that easy. You know, it's always struggles. It just yeah. makes it worthwhile at the end, you know? No, absolutely. I think we're both, I think we can both be proud of like what we've done and oh, for sure. achieved. And, you know, now that, you know, we've created a living for ourselves, we also have our whole like family of team around us. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. support and, you know, that goes on to feed their families and whatever, whatever, like, uh, you know. We've made something bigger than ourselves, I yeah. think is what's important and that's yeah it's pretty cool yeah it is man it is very cool and you should be very proud of yourselves yeah you know? but lads we better uh let you go man because i'm sure you have many many other things to be doing but thank you very much for coming and chatting to us for an hour or so man it's been a very welcome, pleasure monkey. Very yeah, welcome, it's been a pleasure. yeah cheers that's yeah. been a pleasure very much so i didn't know so much about autos now i, I think you've kind of inspired me that maybe after i learn how to reverse things i might actually tinker a little bit Go for it. Yeah, you should do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get in contact with us. We'll, we'll help you along. Fantastic. I may... Watch out. I'll take you up on that now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, man. So we'll let you go, lads, man. It's been a pleasure. If you ever want to come back when you've got shit to, you know, if you when you got your new strains out and you want to let people know about it, you're always welcome back. Man. Just let us know and we'll sort out a uh, time and a date to get you back on and chat some more It's always shit. open. Yeah. Come on at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, man. Yeah, man. All right. Well, you've been very, very sweet to us. Uh, Thank you for coming, Mitch Mitch and Tim. (laughs) If you want to do more, I can hook you with loads of people who do podcasts as well, mate. So just if that's something you're up to, it's completely up to you, man. No pressure. We shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Cool. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care, man. Uh, Have a good evening. You You too. Enjoy it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bye now. Well, we're waving. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The South Park goodbye, you know? Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And there we go, everybody. That was Mitch and Tim from Mephisto Genetics. I hope you enjoyed the interview. We had a super good time, man. They had a good time as well. It's the first time they've ever been on any podcast ever. So it's like an exclusive. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you can, it would be great if you could share this episode with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, go and check out Mephisto's Genetics. They have some epic auto-flowering cannabis plant strains. So get out there check out some of their genetics, buy some seeds, and even start a diary over on PerseusGrowRoom.com to let us know how your grow goes. But anyway, thank you as always for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate every single download. So thank you for all the downloads you have given us in the past. We have just passed over 400,000 downloads, which is massive. So thank you very much for being involved in those numbers. We appreciate it. But anyway, have a good week. We'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides where we discuss artificial intelligence in the cannabis industry. It was a real good discussion. I'm sure you will enjoy it. Uh, so we'll catch it on Friday and hopefully we'll catch you on the live show on Sunday at 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.